Kimberly Rice, and you are tuned into the Secret Sauce Marketing Tasting Show, the groundbreaking podcast for business bosses, professional women, and anyone who is hungry to learn how to create the career, business, and life of their dreams by charting their own course. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Secret Sauce Marketing Tastings podcast, an episodic podcast discussion from KLA Marketing Associates. And I'm Kimberly Rice, President and Chief Strategist of KLA Marketing Associates. Today, I couldn't be more excited than to welcome my colleague and friend, Sharon Berman of Burbay Marketing and PR. Um, in, are you in... I know you're in LA, but is there a more specific place in LA? Are you in Burbank or Bel Air? Or- We're in West LA. West LA. Um, so <laughs> Which is real. Well, how about west of the 405? People- <laughs> west of the 405. So I'm so I'm so delighted to um, welcome Sharon to our podcast today. And um, Sharon, I'm going to let you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, your professional passion, and a few insights into your professional journey. Okay. Kimberly, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Um, let's see. You know, I thought I'd start uh, talking a little bit about myself with, the, with my journey in professional services marketing, right? We have a marketing and PR firm. We specialize in working with professional service firms. Most of our clients are law firms, but we also work with real estate and financial services. And I got into this, uh, I don't know anybody who got into this by strategy, but um, I was working for Arthur Anderson in marketing. This was several jobs after I got out of school. And when I was in school, I thought I there was somebody I came across who was in, this was really early on. Nobody worked for anybody in, in, in whether at the time it was a big six. Nobody worked for any, there was no marketing at any of these firms. And I thought, boy, that would be so cool to work for Arthur Anderson in marketing. And then a few years later, I had the opportunity to do that. And it was, it was a fabulous experience. And I really feel like it, it uh, was a career defining job in a sense. And from there, I decided to um, go out on my own and start, uh, start Burbay marketing and public relations. And I had a, a friend who was working with a lot of lawyers and she sort of brought me in and showed me the ropes and, and we've been doing that for the last 20 years now. And that's, that's, that's basically my, my journey here. <laughs> um, so what is it about marketing and PR that you find appealing? Well, you know, that's a really good question. I know, actually, I had a market research job when I was in, I was in college. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was in college. It was a summer thing, and or oh, maybe it was right before Star College. I can't even remember. With I was one of those annoying people, an intercept interviewer who they don't. I don't think they do it this way anymore. Maybe they do, but you know, at the time you'd come up to people in malls and say, "I have, uh, you know, I want to ask you some questions. You want? Will you step over into my booth and and feel the toilet paper or try this juice or whatever?" And um, I really enjoyed that. And in to the, to this day, I when when I when somebody says, "Oh." we're working with a client. My first question is, how did you get them? I'm just interested in how did that come to you? Um, You know, it's hard to say why, but I've just, it's always, that's the part that's always intrigued me. Like, tell me how you got that referral. Where did it come from? The PR part was 
more, um, uh, just the excitement of, of being able to get, get our clients to get the visibility that they warrant or just that they're not getting and that to help them get that kind of visibility that they want. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, it's just fascinating. Like you, Sharon, I love to hear um, the genesis of business retentions. Um, and I'm just curious, you know, because in my world of working with law firms for as long as I have, and, you know, the client intake form is so important that doesn't typically, in my experience, receive the um, the attention that it you know really deserves. Um, is there um, a trend or a thread that you've seen over your career of the majority of ways of business generation um, that you know have, that your colleagues have come to? Well, when you're saying a client intake form, are you talking about what a law firm uses in terms of client intake, or what you use? Well, for yeah. No, any, I mean, our, all, all of our client intake forms or any type of systems, in my view, should have that one um, perennial question or, or for, um, piece of information data to complete, and that is source of business, right? Right. Measure. <laughs> yes, well, that's, that's changed, I think, at least in the past five years, it's changed tremendously because I know when I first started 20 plus years ago, I think it's 25 years ago, something like that. You know, when you would talk to firms about, are you tracking where business came from or where, where it's coming from? They'd say, oh, you know, it's in my head or, uh, you know, I know where it comes from. I don't need to do that. And I have to tell you, to be honest, I just really got, I got tired of it. And I stopped after asking that question after a while because I just sort of felt like, okay, fine, you know, I'm not, just fine, great, okay, and then it wasn't really till, till now that we have the marketing automation and when you can track things online that it's, you can't avoid it in a sense. Now, now we push it, it's, a, it's the first thing we ask and it's like, okay, fine, you can, you know, you can tell me all you want about, you have it in your head, but what are the numbers? Right. And that's really what's changed. I'm sure you've seen that change tremendously. Um, tremendously, and one of the things that continues to astonish me, although it should not, is the number of firms, large, medium, small, that truly still in 2019 do not track. They just do not track where their business originates from. Um, they may, you know, because if you've ever looked at any of those client intake forms, as I have, you know, attorneys, you know, digitally or otherwise, you know, they'll just say referral or, you know, they, they really don't, they don't really pay the attention and they don't give any weight to that source of business. So it ends up not being a meaningful piece of data, um, you know, and firms, most, so many firms are so anti-technology um, in a sense, particularly marketing technology, that they don't relent and, and concede that, you know, having metrics and measurement points can be informative of future business decisions. So it's, it's a little mind blowing, but that's the reality that I've, I have encountered. Well, it's mind blowing because it's really, I agree with what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. It's mind blowing because 
then they'll say, well, where's the best way to spend your marketing? And it's dollars. And it's like, well, you tell me, you don't track anything. How do I know in a sense, you know? Yes. So, um, so I'm just curious, um, your journey as a business of, I'm sorry, a female business owner, um, and, and perhaps some twists and turns along the way, um, and working in male dominated fields as many professional services firms are, um, are, is there any advice that you would give to those coming up behind you? Well, that's, that's the question. Um, I've really been thinking about, I, I, you had, you, you had, had suggested is a possible question. And I've really been thinking about that as a female business owner. Oh gosh. You know, I know this is not what is espoused anymore. I mean, I was not, I, my time came after the initial women's lib and all of that. And a, a lot of the way had been paved. There's still a lot more to go. I'm not saying there's a lot more to go, but um, I, you know, People say it used to be think like a man or and act like a man. And I know that's what the you're not supposed to say that line anymore, but I do think in many ways it behooves us women business owners to act like men in terms of ask for sometimes I'm just, I am floored when I hear what some of our competitors who are led by men um, are charging for like, a fraction, I'll be honest, like a frat, you know, we're, they're doing a fraction of what we would do for the same amount. And I'm like, it's just a reminder that, okay, think like a man in a sense from <laughs> in terms of pricing. <laughs> it really, I mean, like, and, and, and I do have, it sounds, well, okay, I won't even say it. I will, let's, <laughs> something, something less or better off the air. All right. But um, it, it is, it is like, I don't know if it's just if it's just that clients or usually male clients just expect or or will accept it more from a man. Yeah. You know, if we if we say it's ten thousand dollars for A B C and 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 he says it's ten thousand dollars for A alone, I I don't know if they just say okay fine. You know, you must know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. but I've there's seen it. There is an interesting dynamic. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I would say to my younger self, I would just say, just in a sense, go for it or just hold, hold your ground in a sense, not um, in terms of, in terms of just say, okay, sometimes there are things I, I couldn't, it's like, you think, well, that's appalling. I couldn't say, say that amount for this, but I think, um, you know, my younger self, it would just be just, you know, go for it. Right, right. Well, I mean, and we, we have so many um, opportunities as we're, you know, we're going through the age cycles to, to um, uh, learn so many lessons of those who've gone before. And, you know, I, I have special services in working with women, women lawyers, women professionals. And one of the things that I constantly say is that if you don't ask, the answer is always no. That's a great, that's a great line. Yes. And I do have to remind myself because I have, it was a, it was a 
a woman litigator who said to me that she's learned if you don't ask, you don't get. And I really have to keep reminding myself of that. Yeah. I think it's just a, so valuable. Yes. Thank it, you for bringing that up. Yes. Certainly a mind, certainly a mindset. It, it's yes, it is because that's really maybe in another way I'm saying is not to be afraid of the no. Right. Right. Because, because it could be a yes, you don't know, or it could be a may, maybe, you know, who knows. <laughs> so I'm just curious in your work over 20 years, Sharon, um, social media was just kind of landing on the scene. Um, I remember I started my LinkedIn profile, I think in 2008, as well as Facebook. But in your world, especially with the PR, um, how do you feel or how do you, what have you seen and how do you see it continuing to evolve as far as the different channels as a marketplace differentiator or is it? Well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more broadly for, let's say digital, online digital, whether it's social media, whether it's your website or whatever, I think, and I'm a huge believer in this, it has totally evened the playing field. You can be a small firm and have a large footprint online and look like a bigger firm. And like, what, what do they say? And nobody knows you're a dog on the internet. So it's like... <laughs> It's the same sort of thing. It's like you can have such a little firm does not have to look little. Okay. That, you know, you can look much larger. There's so much opportunity if using all the tools. It's, it's really what, what, what do you make of it? And you couldn't do that before. Absolutely. I mean, in our world um, and with our clients, that's one of the greatest um, set of marketing tools you know, to add to the toolkit that we didn't have just 10 years ago. Um, and it, you know, particularly in the legal space, a lot of education, I think it requires a lot of education to um, illuminate our clients to the real value. And the, I would, let me just say the keyword, the long-term value, um, because there's so, it's just, you know, there's a lot of shysters and, what we call um, snake oil salesmen who have kind of convoluted the purity of the value of social media and digital, as you say, as a, as a larger umbrella um, description. And, um, you know, they've led people to believe that, you know, I can get you on the front page, the first page, top of Google or whatever. And so it's, to me, it's diluted the, the fact that, you know, it's really the organic content marketing and the digital marketing, social media marketing, that in the long run will certainly help clients um, develop not only a, a greater visibility, but in fact, you know, very possibly a separate revenue stream. Yes. Um, I think you said it when you said it's a long term. It's, it's because they can promise you they can get you on Google front page within six weeks, right? Not, <laughs> not right. a year or a year or 18 months, but no, yes, I would agree with what you're saying. It, it's, uh, it's, the com it's just like any marketing. It's a combination of things with persistence and consistency, your keywords, which I thoroughly agree with. Um, and it's it, uh, given, given firms and marketers so many other tool more tools. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's fun to play around with because you just don't know, you know, like in PR, and I would love to hear your view on this, is that, you know, given that we have the social media platform and you have, you know, um, clients themselves can be their own publicists, 
Um, I'm just curious how, if at all, it has um, informed your, your advice to clients or your representation of clients now, given that you have the entire internet, you don't have, and at one, at one time, I know we had, um, you had to, you were at the beck and call of editors and reporters, whether or not they were going to call you for commentary or accept your byline or anything along those lines. So I'm just curious, um, you know, given that the social media platform and the digital realm um, has now reached its stride, um, how has that impacted the way that you service your PR clients? Well, you know, that's a, you raise some good points there. And I guess that's a bigger discussion. Part of that is a bigger discussion. Has it reached its stride? We don't have to, I mean, that's, that's a, that's food for thought really. Has it reached its stride? How much more is there to go? I mean, there, to me, there's a lot more, I don't know. Yeah. Has it reached its stride? And its stride changes every other day too. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think in, first of all, I do think in many, at least, okay, we're talking, let's say we're looking at law firm, in many ways, uh, print still rules in a in it doesn't, if you look at the size of magazines, it doesn't rule, but I'm just saying some, you know, clients still want to be in the print edition of the Wall Street Journal as opposed to, oh, well, you, it's on, it's online. Well, online, online is still in many ways, I'm, I'm not saying it is, but it's still seen as not as good mm-hmm. okay, to some markets or to some people. Um, the one thing I think with, with social media that's really important and that we work with clients on is that you have to focus. You know, there are just too many outlets and you have to really focus your efforts and you have to, the words I always use are leveraging and packaging, meaning you have to sort of, even if, even if things are broad, you have to bring them in and focus it down. I mean, in ter- so that you are getting the visibility you want in, on, in the channels you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, I, you know, it's so easy today to go crazy or to just, you go, oh, where do I go first? I don't know. And this is taking so much time. I mean, that's, and that's where an agency like yours or like where we come in because that, you know, you can go do what you, you, the client, go do what you do professionally as opposed to having to do all of the marketing and PR yourself, which you you just aren't you aren't as good at in many ways, mm-hmm. right? Or at least it's we're more efficient in doing it. We know where to go. We, we, you, you, me, marketers know where to go to get things done, how to get it done, that sort of thing. It's always been, you can always, you can, the reason I say you can be your own PR firm because you can, yeah. you can, if you want to put the, the time and effort in, if you want to do that, it's just like, sounds horrible, but I can sew on a button, but I don't sew on a button. I usually bring it to my tailor. It sounds horrible. You know, I, there's just other things I want to do. So anyway, that's, that's always the analogy I use. Right. No, exactly. I mean, it's what we tell our clients is that if you empower us by giving us the information that we need to help you accomplish your business goals, then you can do what you do best. And then we can do what we do best. Yes, and there are, it's few and far between, I think, the people who, who understand that, the professionals who get that. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't, you know, we do a fabulous job at public relations and a very effective job. And I will, you know, I say, 
I say that in all pride and not, but not, there's a time I wouldn't have said that, but I know what a good job we do. Um, I know the time and effort it takes. And it's really, do you want to do that? Is that what you want to, I don't know. That, do you want to do that? Or do you want to go work on your brief or, or, you know, have lunch with clients or whatever? Right. So anyway, go ahead. I'm, no, go that's ahead. okay. No, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, I think that lots of um, clients, whatever their area of industry is, don't realize that, you know, they're not doing themselves any favor by either micromanaging or trying to manage the experts that they retain to advise them. The right, field. right, exactly, and and the, the experts, right, which is kind of comical um, because it's like you know if someone hires a, an attorney to handle a piece of litigation, do you really think that they're gonna the attorney would allow the client to map out litigation strategy? You know, so. No, it's re it's really true, but it never ever in a million years would they allow that. It's it's sort of like when. A, um, I want to say online publishing did you know publishing graphics went online and everybody was could be a desktop publisher and we you know we've seen the results of that sure. very often it's the same sort of thing everybody you know you don't have to be a rocket science scientist to do what we do but you do it is something you've been doing a long time you've developed an expertise you know you know, you know, you've hit walls and, and learned from those and and you just have a lot uh, a lot that a lot of experience and knowledge that can really save a lot of time and energy. And if, if you know, so it's, it, people think that they can do it, that it's, oh, it's so simple, but it isn't. Okay. <laughs> so what would, what would be one tip that you'd be willing to share with our listeners today? Um, I would say from a PR perspective, if there's a firm or, or a professional services practitioner, that really wants to raise his or her own profile, you know, something that maybe they can do or they should reach out to um, firms such as yours um, that, you know, that would be a simple hit that they could see some momentum on or get, gain some traction on. Well, you know, the words I always use are packaging and leveraging. And, and I always visualize it as at a lawyer uh, or professional sitting at their desk surrounded by all this paper and things. And whether it's paper, whether it's what, you know, all on the computer, whatever, but it's, there is, there's always something that can be packaged. It's something they just did. It's a talk they just gave. It's, it's a thought they have. Um, about a trend, and I always say identify because people say, "What should I write about? What should I talk about?" Well, you're always seeing trends. I always say, especially in Los Angeles. Okay, when you're sitting in traffic and you're thinking about it, you think, "Gee, that's the second time a client has asked me that in the past week, and nobody's ever asked me that before, or I hadn't heard that question for years." Well, that's the start of a trend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you sort of have to catch it as it flies by and you need to package it and think about what, how you can leverage it. Okay. Did you give a talk? You know, did you, and these sound really basic, but so often you just don't, it doesn't happen. You know, is that, did you, you know, announce the talk in social media? If there's time, did you let people know that you're doing that talk? Is it on your website? Is it, you know, did you talk about it on LinkedIn? Can you write an article based on that talk? 
I mean, or a paragraph. Okay. Today you just need a paragraph. So how can you milk what you're doing? You're, there's so much around that is just in a sense going to waste or like, and that's where somebody like you comes in, somebody like our agency, somebody, whether it's in-house or it's like, you got to let somebody know so they can run with it at least. Right. Now that's excellent advice. And just for our listeners, can you break down what you mean by um, how to, to package that? What does that mean? What do you mean exactly by packaging? Oh, by packaging, I think what I mean is you have this trend, okay? You've thought, oh, that's really, that's interesting. That's a second or third time a client's asked me that or whatever um, this week or in the past and I haven't heard for a long time. Okay, well, packaging means, oh, that could be an interesting media pitch. That could be a pitch that a journalist might be interested in, or that could be interesting to just put on LinkedIn or to tweet about or, or which whatever your preferred media channels are, social media channels are, but to do something, I guess that's what I'm saying. You're taking that and you're in a sense packaging it, or you just gave, or, Oh, is that, I just, you know, solve this problem. Is it, does it warrant a webinar? Does it warrant a pot, you know, a, a podcast series or whatever? What, how can I, how can I recycle, put it in your, the black box and recycle it and recycle it and recycle it. Did I just give a talk? Did Okay. Am I going to, can we make an article out of that talk? Whatever packaging. Yes. Gotcha. Well, I, mean, I think that, you know, I mean, in all the time that I've worked in, you know, in, in a professional services, marketing, business development, um, most of our clients do not think of, or they do not, it doesn't dawn on them to quote, do anything with their work product, you know, and, and just a little bit of a nugget can be converted into a 300 word. Yes. Block. And 300 other things. I mean, it can be, just, oh, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Well, it's not that it's that big of a deal, but it is, um, it is fodder for content marketing, particularly now with all the social media channels and or, you know, to send it out to an editor for perhaps um, a pitch for a story idea or to be a commentary, a, com a, a commentary um, um, provider. Uh, on a certain area of expertise. And <laughs> these, as we know, are very common, basic PR tools. Um, but because oftentimes our clients don't give us this information, you know, we, we have a hard time making any, um, you know, any hay with it or leveraging it. Um, and it just takes the smallest piece of information um, that gets passed along to professionals like you and I, that we can do all kinds of things with it that in fact will help our clients meet, meet their business goals of one, of raising their visibility, um, demonstrating thought leadership, and um, you know, positioning themselves as an expert. Um, it's, it really is a mindset and it's something that as, as trusted advisors as you and I are to our clients is something that I know that we constantly are reiterating to our clients all the time. Well, that's that's a, that's a very good point, and I think the value that we can bring—we, you, me, people like us—is is we hear things they don't hear, and we see things they don't see when they're saying something. Mm -hmm. 
we see that, I mean, they don't see it a lot of the time or they don't even hear it. I mean, that's a lot of times we'll start with just interviewing them uh, uh, when we start working with a new client or, or a client we've worked with for a long time, just interviewing them because they aren't thinking of what they, they'll say. I have nothing to talk about, but <laughs> if you talk to them for 20 minutes, yes. Hey, that's really interesting. Okay. We can do something with that. Or you, or I didn't know you, you know, I, I didn't know that you just gave this talk or you're going to be giving this talk. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it is, um, oftentimes we'll give out a PR primer, uh, mm -hmm. when we start working with our clients so that we can kind of tip them off on things that, um, you know, kind of triggers for PR services that we may already be retained for, but we rely upon them to let us know. Um, you know, if they're scheduled to present any type of seminar or they're, you know, they're writing a chapter in a book or whatever, you know, all those little triggers that you and I know, um, speaking to an editor or, um, you know, in, a, in some kind of group that's going to make a presentation. Um, there's so many different ways to leverage um, what most clients would consider just, you know, all in, the, in, in a working day that you and I know that could be much, much more, um, and particularly in a serial fashion to help them gain the greater visibility that they're looking to. Right. Yes, yes, yes. No, that's, it, and it is, it's a partnership um, that you're looking for the thing, for things that you can help them with. I mean, help them get more life out of, and they, it's, it's all, it's incumbent upon them to just at least, at least make you aware of them. Right. Exactly. So well, this has been very fascinating, Sharon. I, I appreciate you joining us today. Um, you know, our listeners, uh, I know appreciate, um, the insights and expert um, thoughts that you bring to bear with, to us today, um, because PR it has certainly transitioned um, just in, even in the last 10 years with the onset of the social media and digital marketing world and what websites have kind of go into, I think we're at least up to 3.0 now. Um, something I tell our clients all the time is it's no longer enough to just have a website. Um, and most of them don't really understand what that means. Um, but, you know, we have to le learn how to leverage that through content. Um, but I wanted to give you an opportunity and for our listeners to have an opportunity if they wanted to reach out to you for perhaps consultations or insights or anything at all that, of how was the best way for you to um, be connected with them. Well, our website is, is Burbay, B-E-R-B-A-Y dot com. And, and my email is Berman, B-E-R-M-A-N at Burbay dot com. That's probably the best way. Um, that, that would, those would be the best ways, I would say. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, this wraps up another episode of Secret Sauce Marketing Tastings. And I want to thank you again, Sharon Berman, our guest today, president thank of Burbay so Marketing. Thank you so much for having me. Alrighty. And certainly everyone, our listeners, uh, we appreciate you and we love when you contact and reach out to us with questions and suggestions for future programs, um, as we love to do and to help inform and educate um, professionals across the country and the world. So thank you so much, everyone. Mm -hmm.